All right, welcome back for another episode of Two Plane Sports. Today is going to be a Houdat video, and today is going to be over Co- uh, Kip Lewis. I almost said Kobe McKenzie. It's Kip Lewis, uh, someone that I that you know we were just talking about before that we think has been kind of overlooked and has an extremely high ceiling himself. Uh, but before we get into it, we just want to announce uh, the winner for last week. As you can tell on Brandon's board, um, we're giving it away to the two tickets are going to be to Daxon Kesey. I might be mispronouncing, uh, but that's the way it's spelled and that's the way we're interpreting it. We, we've been known to butcher a name or two on this podcast. Uh, so go ahead and either uh, DM us on Twitter or send us an email and then we'll get the tickets to you. So that means we've given away two pairs we've got two left so this week we're going to be giving away another you know pair of general admission tickets so if you want to enter into that you need to like the video subscribe to the video or subscribe to the channel turn on the notification bell and then like us on facebook or follow us on twitter one of the two i know not everyone has has all of them but if you have both that might give you a leg up as well uh, so we've got one this week and we've got another one next week to give away uh, and just keep on watching and then you'll end up doing the end of video challenge that Brandon will give and you'll tell us done. And you, so you'll have to stick around for that. So, uh, you know, hit the like button. Like I already said, uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, Apple podcasts. If you don't want to look at Brandon, he's rep- representing flower mound, you know, flower mound high school right there. Um, but so Kip Lewis, he is, I feel like someone that has been overlooked. And he is a four-star uh, out of Carthage, Texas, in the 2022 class, 6'1", 198 pounds, according to Sooner Sports, that they just updated the roster. So there's no guessing anymore of word on the street. It's uh, That's how much he weighs. And um, so he was number 260, number 264 overall, number 25 linebacker in the class, uh, an extremely athletic kid who played at a high level in Texas 4A football. Ball. His senior season, he had 108 tackles, 20 tackles for loss, and six sacks in his senior season, and that earned him an overall MVP in the district uh, for t- 10-4, 10-4A Division II MVP. Um, they ended up going to the third round in the playoffs. He won a state championship in 2020, and he ended up hurting him, getting hurt in 2019, and missing the playoffs. Uh, he unofficially, I feel like this is pretty cool. He unofficially visited Texas and Texas A&M and then committed to the Sooners and then never took another visit elsewhere. Jose, what do you think about Kip Lewis and what we're going to get? First of all, congrats, Daxon. We're glad that you're watching the videos and hopefully you have fun at the game and can meet up with Brandon and Brum at Ocon's before. Uh, so you can all hang out. Uh, but going over to Kip, I think you said it perfectly with how underrated he's been. And I mean, it's it's no fault of his own. I think he just came in with the hype of Venables and everyone being so excited about Jaron Kanick and then Kobe being such a big personality, especially on social media where he's interacting with fans all the time. He's kind of just taking a backseat because he is kind of, seems like a quieter guy, especially with how social media he's not super um, involved with it, which is fine. No, no, no shame in that. Not everyone's into social media. So he's kind of not really been looked at that much, at least by the fans. And definitely we need to turn that around because I think every one, since we've talked about the linebackers, since we did the position breakdown, talking about Jaron and then talking about Kobe over the last few weeks, we've mentioned that we think that Jaron is going to be the closest to starting out of all the freshmen. Kobe following him right behind and then Kip still has some development after watching more of Kip. I actually think he's a better talent than Kobe. 
but he's just not physically there yet. He's still just shy of 200, which isn't a bad thing, but it's not like he's blazing around the field like a Jaron Kanick. So being that light really isn't isn't benefiting him uh, and getting sideline to sideline any quicker. If he can add on over the next year, I think he's definitely going to redshirt because of that. If he can add on like 15 pounds and it be mostly muscle, that will get him, that will propel him to another level where he's not going to have to worry about potentially people breaking a lot of tackles on him. Because that is one thing that in high school he was very good at is securing tackles, making sure the guys were going to get out, even if it was just with one hand and pull, pulling him closer to him. He was good at that and he was. He was decent at coming from the edge, but I think he might be the best pass coverage linebacker in this class. And I don't think it's very close in regards to that. I mean, Jaron, Jaron's good, but I think his athleticism is what's keeping him there. Kip is just, he knows where to be and he will make sure that especially uh, tight ends aren't going to get anything big on him. Yeah, that's that's bold take because I, I would have picked Darren as the most athletic or as the most talented coverage linebacker just because of the athleticism and speed he has. But yeah, Kip is he is a guy that that we've we've overlooked. I think he's overlooked, you know, as Brem mentioned, kind of everywhere. But it just comes with the territory when you re, when you come in with Jaron Kanick and Cody McKenzie, who I think we all think are going to be pretty damn good, pretty freaky. Uh, but yeah, Kip Lewis. I mean, he's over 100 tackles as a senior, as Brem mentioned, 20 tackles for loss, six sacks. Uh, very instinctual. He's, he's he's definitely going to be a good player, a player that plays, um, you know, for years to come for us. I I don't know that he ever. Um, you you mentioned Jose. You're kind of the most excited about him if he can just develop and you know get him get him get some more size on him stuff like that. But I don't know that he ever starts over like Jaron Kanick or Kobe McKenzie. Um, I think he might be like a rotational player throughout his career at Oklahoma. I, I mean, you know, I, I know McKenzie and, you know, Kanick are very talented and rightfully so, but I don't think that it would be a shock for Kip Lewis to end up starting over one of them. I mean, there are two to three linebacker spots, depending on the personnel packages. He very well could be lining up with Kobe McKenzie or Jaron Kanick or both of them, depending on the front that they're throwing out there. I, you know, I do think that Kip Lewis to some degree is not quite as gifted as far as what his athletic, like what his build was in high school. So in order to, uh, you know, kind of help that out, you had to be technically sound. That's typically what happens with three stars and unranked kids. If you're going to be onto the field or like a Hunter Renfro, you know, no one really looked at him very much, but he was just always technically sound in the right spots and always made plays when it mattered most. And I think this is kind of where Kip Lewis is. He's kind of the, you know, work, put your nose down, work hard. And, you know, you'll see his play on the field because like you said, Jose, he's not on social media hardly at all. I mean, you'll see a random retweet or a tweet or a picture, but outside of that, he's not on posting much i mean maybe he is maybe he's scrolling but he's just not posting much himself um i do think he's gonna he's gonna red shirt because i mean at 198 pounds and i know it's only you know the end of march so he's gonna have four or five months to really you know beef up over spring ball and summer ball so he'll probably put on five to ten pounds between now and then but you know following his red shirt freshman year he might start to see some playing time uh, I don't know how much though, but really, I feel like his red shirt 
sophomore year is when he'll really start to crack the lineup. And just because I think the talent and potential transfers that could still come, you know, even at the end of this upcoming season could come in. I just feel like it, it, you know, putting on 30 pounds for a kid that weighs 200 or even close to 40 pounds. I mean, that's 15, 20% of your weight. That that's a lot of weight to put on and put it on the right way. And Schmidt will get him beefed up, but you know, who's to say his, he might be able to throw on 15 pounds this summer and he might be ready to roll. It's just tough to say, Jose, what, what do you think about, do you think he plays in the first four games, you know, he keeps his red shirt or what, what do you think is going to happen there? Yeah, I think he's definitely keeping his red shirt. Um, the, he'll get playing time in the, in four games. If one, we're rolling teams that I think that's his best chance of getting playing time this year. But after this year, I think he'll he'll be incorporated in specific personnel packages, especially if we're playing against a more air raid style offense. Because he, because he, I think he, even if he's not, if you guys may not see him as the most talented player, not just you guys, but like people watching, the dude is very good at pass coverage, and he's going to be someone that is going to be important to be on the field if we're going against. Uh, I can't think of any anyone in the Big Twelve that just predicated on passing the ball all the time because most of them do love to run right now but i don't know let's think of a if we're in the national championship or something or a playoff game against a quarterback like bryce young even though they're going to run the ball at us a lot probably because alabama always has good running backs they're going to rely on bryce's arm and he's going to be a linebacker that needs to be out there especially with the tight ends that that we'd be facing in in big games like that right so I think that's where he'll come in after year one. I don't know that he'll ever start over a guy like Jaron or, or Kobe, but I think he definitely has the opportunity to take a sp- take time away from Kobe, especially if um, with more, especially in, in games where we need, if we're ever down and we need to you know protect, or if we're ever up by a lot and we need to protect against the pass, he'll be up there. He'll be in the field a lot more than Kobe. Um but I'd, I would love to see a personnel package with all three of them on the field because they all bring something different. And I think that's where it could be dangerous. If I know Brandon's super high on Jaden Rowe. If Jaden would be somewhere in, in the safety position in, in this kind of package, having Jaron kind of play kind of a Rome, I guess, QB spy. And then Kobe would, I guess he would kind of be the rusher in this scenario and, and Kip would be kind of there with Jaron to protect against anything uh, shallow, I think that'd be really hard for teams to come up against because even if the quarterback ends up deciding to run, Kip's got the speed to make sure they're not taking 15 yards, you know, for a first down or something. He makes sure to keep him in front. Yeah. I think going back to Rome's first question about if he'll play in the first four games, I think he should. I think all of these freshmen that we talk about um, that were high end in the future, uh, we think Canik has a chance this year or Kobe this year, one of them, but the one who doesn't start this year should play in those first four. Kip Lewis should play in those first four. I think Jaden Rowe playing those first four Spears Jennings. Um, a lot of those guys that um, we're pretty excited about should play in the first four games because we should be handling business and, and getting them a chance to see real life competition. Um, so I look forward to that. I also look forward to a package, like, as you mentioned, where we can put all three of those linebackers on the field. Cause I do think that'd be scary. And, and you, you got to think that Brent Venables is going to have something for that just because they're all really talented, really, you know, they're, they're good at playing the game and you want to put as many good players on the field as, as, as possible. So I'm, I'm sure 
that there will be packages in which they're all in the field. I was actually going to mention Jaden Rowe before you brought him up as somebody that could potentially hurt. Um, it's, uh, he, he, he could potentially hurt, in my opinion, Kip Lewis, Jaron Koenig, or Cody McKenzie, just because, as we've mentioned a bunch of times, he can play that linebacker spot with that size and speed he, that he possesses, um, and that can kind of dip into one of those three's playing time. Um, just on the outside looking in without, you know, having seen any of them play yet, and this is just going off numbers and, you know, their rankings and highlights and stuff that we've seen. Um, I would think that Kip Lewis would, would be the one that would have his play dipped into by, by a Jaden Rowe um, of, of the three. But again, none of them have played a college snap yet. So it's, it's all to be, it's to be determined for all of them. But um, yeah, I think Jaden Rowe is going to put in it. He's, he could put a strain on, on one of those guys playing times. I, I think. He, he could, but there's going to be a lot of turnover in the linebacker um, position because in our position group breakdown, we kind of talked about who who's getting ready to graduate. Who comes to mind is David Wegbu. Uh, you know, it's, it's a senior year. He probably will have one extra year, I'm assuming, with COVID. Um, then you think of TD Roof, a graduate transfer. Uh, Deshaun White is a fifth year as well. So you've got three players that are going to be gone. And, you know, out of the three, two of them are – playing a lot of snaps this year. I mean, TD Roof, I think he'll get some playing time. But anyway, those three guys are going to be gone. Uh, and two guys, Shane Witter and Joseph Wede, um, I think these two guys, if they don't take the next step uh, this fall, they could be potential transfer portal guys uh, because they're going to be both going in their senior season. And if they're not cracking the lineup this year, it's going to be really hard to crack the lineup next year. You give these three our young bucks and then you bring in some more freshmen in this upcoming recruiting cycle. I feel like they might not see a path for them to play the way that they want, or, you know, the, the amount that they want to. So in that scenario, even just assuming that Witter and Wete both stay, you've got those two guys, Canick, Kip Lewis, Kobe McKenzie, you've got five guys. Um, obviously you're going to take some more freshmen coming in and maybe a transfer. Like I think that they might end up having to take a transfer, but I feel like there's going to be snaps to go around for all three of these guys next year. And I think, you know, while they both might, or all three of them might not play a whole lot, or maybe one will play a little bit more than the other. I think by next year, the 23 season, you'll see them all playing as like a trio together. And, you know, Kip Lewis, could it possibly be that, you know, with him being a good open field tackler, he might not be able to, you know, deliver the heavy blows or whatever. Could he play special teams? Could he play on the punt team this year? Maybe. I mean, he's got some decent speed. Uh, He can make open field tackles. Uh, He can cover. I don't see why he couldn't. Or do they try to keep him um, and keep his red shirt, which I'd like to see him keep his red shirt. But at the end of the day, if he's the best one or one of the best 11 to be on the punt team, that's what I want because special teams have been killing OU in the last few years, ever since Beamer left. So I really think if Witter and Wete don't take the next step, or even one of them doesn't take the next step, and one of them stays and one of them goes, and you've got these three graduates that are you know, that are graduating, there's going to be a lot of snaps that need to be filled and i i don't know exactly how often venables is going to be rotating but he will 
but the you know the best players are going to play most of the games. They're not going to be getting more tired running on and off the field like the last staff. It, but they are going to play some rotations. Um, I, I really think Kip Lewis, as long as he can put on 15, 20 pounds, maybe even 30 over the next year or so, maintain that freshman or that red shirt. I really think he's going to be a great player and someone that is bought into the program. He never decommitted from the Sooners. He never took another visit, according to social media, anywhere else after he committed. He's exactly what Brent Venables wants. Once you commit, you're committed. That's it. And Kip Lewis stuck with the program, and he didn't, from the outside looking in, didn't look like he had any, any second thoughts. Yeah. if I think you said it multiple times, but it's really his physical development is what holding what's holding him back at this point. Because it, him and Kobe are really smart linebackers, but Kobe's a little slower and Kip is just not big enough. So if they can meet in the middle and Kobe gain a little bit of speed and Kip, you know, like you said, put on 15, 20 pounds over the next year, they're going to be that duo in itself will be scary. And then you add Jaron, who can, Jaron and Jaden, who can kind of play a roaming linebacker slash safety and kind of be nightmares for, for an offense, then that little, that group of four, and then you include a defensive line that seems to be becoming just monstrous. This defense is going to stop looking like what we've seen where we're giving up third and 15 to, you know, what's his name from Baylor. Can't remember the quarterback's name, but he shouldn't be scrambling for 15 yards on a third down. You know, it, we're not going to see that anymore. At least I, I wouldn't expect it here in like, Hopefully not next year ever, but definitely in two years when we have this mix of different talent everywhere. Is that Gary Bohannon? Is that who Gary, it was? That yeah, was Gary to us? Yeah, it's just absolutely Gary murdering Bohannon. our linebackers last year. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. That should be, you know, coming to an end. Um, I don't know how many 4-3 uh, type base formations that Brent Venables runs. I need to probably go look at some more Clemson games. Um, but if he runs the 4-3 at all or, you know, that's going to be a nasty trio for years to come with four down linemen and those three as your linebackers. And then, yeah, that Jaden Rowe probably at safety or something. Um, that's a lot of fun. That's a lot of speed on defense to think about that. Yeah. Should absolutely eradicate those third and 24 scrambles that we seem to love to give up or third and 19. Um, that was just a backbreaker for, for years. Um, as far as special teams goes, I like to think that we have 11 deep, that could play special teams just to where we don't have to use Kip Lewis's red shirt. Um, Cause I would also like to see him keep his red shirt this year. Um, I just don't see of the three. I, and as you, as you, as you guys have said a bunch of times now, he, he, he does need to develop a little bit more before he, at least in the immediate future is going to get time over Jaron Kanick or Kobe McKenzie. So I, I think the red shirt would be the best possible thing for him and the Sooners. Um, so yeah, let's, let's hope that's, that's what happens. Yeah, he he will. I mean, I really I believe it. I think he's the type of kid that has been kind of overlooked most of his life because I remember when he first committed, he was at the restart according to two four seven for a very long time, and it wasn't until he put together this this senior season where he had one hundred and eight tackles and twenty tackles for loss and six sacks before he earned that fourth star. Um, I think he's been someone that's been overlooked not just by us, because I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. We, we talked high about Jaron Canick and Kobe McKenzie and, you know, we're, we're high on all the recruits anyway, but Kip Lewis 
never, when he committed, I felt like it never really moved the needle until we started, like, at least for me, looking more and more into like his background and his play. I feel like he's got just as much potential as the other three. I, I think, or as the other two, I think he can be just as good when it's all said and done as the other two linebackers that came in here. I mean, a couple of them are, you know, Canick is probably the most ready to play. Kobe McKenzie is close. And I know he's a little bit behind, but you know, if he, he could put together three great years of playing and you've, and we might be able to look back and be like, wow, that trio of linebackers, they were all equally did a little bit, you know, did things a little bit differently, but they were all three terrific. I think unlike the lot, like, but the last staff with Grinch and, and those idiots, um, I think we can confidently say about these three when it comes to Kip Lewis, Kobe McKenzie and Jaron Koenig, that they're all going to be um, very, very well coached by people who know what they're doing, uh, especially with Venables. He, I mean, linebackers is like his forte. He, he knows what he wants, what he wants these guys to do, where he wants them to be. Um, I'm sure he's got all the ins and outs, all the technique. They, they're, they're going to be very, very well coached linebackers, and they all have the ability to be great players. I think the ones are the one who really buys in and, you know, is a, is a sponge, as they say, and, and just soaks it all in and, trust in the coaching staff and trust that they're going to make them better are, are, are going to be the ones that ultimately see the field the most during their tenure. Um, because yeah, they all have the talent and, and, and the size and the speed. Um, and they're all going to have the same development uh, with, with Schmidt. They're all going to have the same coaching. I think it comes down to who buys in the most with, with these three is, is going to be the ones that really ultimately reap the, the ultimate, the ultimate reward and get all the playing time and drafts, you know, status and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm just excited for these three to actually be on the field together. I think the spring game, hopefully, I, I mean, I don't know what the rosters are going to be, but I'm really hoping that those three are on the same team because that will be good insight, but it'll be exciting to, to watch those three freshmen play together versus the three, three guys that are more likely to get playing time this year. And, uh, Deshaun White and Oguebu and who else would be the linebacker? That's maybe Stripling or Stutzman or Stutzman. Yeah, sorry, sorry about forgetting Stutzman, but yeah, those I think those three veterans versus these three young guys are is going to be a fun fun competition to watch in the spring game. Yeah, I mean it's you know the the last thing I'll kind of say about him because we've all talked highly of him and you know we think he can be become a great linebacker for OU. I think he's also a guy we're not going to have to worry about that's going to hop in the transfer portal quickly. I don't see him, you know, after the whole deal with the old staff leaving, he never at least made it seem like he was even thinking about leaving. Um, He seems really solid to the school. I think he would really go through multiple years, try his best, you know, put in the work and it still didn't work. I feel like he would stay for at least three years before he would even consider doing that, which I think is huge. Um, you know, you need guys that are program guys and this trio of linebackers will take us into the SEC and it'll be pretty cool to see. Now, I don't know how long Stutzman will stay. Uh, if he puts together another great year, he might just play, you know, by the end of his junior year, um, he might be done, uh, the way he played last year. If he takes the next few steps, Stutzman's going to be gone, but these three will take us to the SEC. Um, maybe with a grad transfer to help out, but these three guys are going to be really leaned on heavily. And I think the sky's the limit for them. 
Jose, do you have any final thoughts? Brandon, any final thoughts? No, I definitely no? agree with that last take you had. Sky yeah, so for these guys, it's exciting yeah, stuff. It's, yeah, and when you're getting coached by Venables, and uh, I don't feel like if you're not playing well for Venables, you're going to have a hard time going to play for anywhere else. Um, so the Venables will get it, get the best out of them, and we'll see what happens. Brandon, do you have an individual challenge for everyone? Yeah, so on these who I like to keep it relatively simple. We all on this show predicted a redshirt forum um, with a bright future outlook, you know, in the long in, in the long term. Do you guys agree with us? Do you guys think Kip Lewis is going to start this year? Do you think he's going to start next year? What is his outlook for you guys for this season and beyond? Um, yeah. All right. Well, be sure if you want to win a couple more spring ticket, you know pairs of spring tickets we've got general admission this week and it'll be uh in the suite next week uh be sure to do that in the video challenge and then also subscribe turn the notification bell follow us on twitter or like us on facebook and um that way you know comment that you've done it and then comment the individual challenge as well um you know we're getting close to 3800 subscribers help us out get us there uh, we really appreciate it uh we're growing and we're going to keep this rolling going in all summer long we're going to be Keep bringing you the, all the Sooner content that you can take. And uh, we'll get some recruiting videos out to you guys this week after this huge weekend. And we'll uh, we'll catch you next time.